Now, you get the point, but think, it up, think about this, guys. The Bible, the Bible would say this to us tonight. It would teach us that there are some things that relate to our faith, but they don't make sense on their own. For example, it doesn't make a lot of sense that you would want God to forgive you when you are not a forgiving person yourself. It doesn't make sense that you would have faith but not action and works to back up your faith or what you believe. It doesn't make sense, right, that you would believe something and then your actions would suggest something different. And see, this is a talk, right, that's for all of us because it's some point down the line, right? What we say and what we do don't always line up. And so if you feel that way, if you feel like sometimes what I say is not necessarily what I do or how I act, you're in good company because I'm right there with you. But I want to teach you tonight how faith really works. What does faith look like? But before we do that, if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. You live What you believe. Very simple statement, very simple thought tonight. You live what you believe. In other words, how you live, right, is a reflection of what you believe to be true. Now, what I want to do is I want to look at a passage in the book of James. We're going to be in this book the entire month. And so if you want to turn open to page number 1217 in your Worship Center Bibles, Actually, that's not the, the page. It is, yes, 1217. 1217. If you have one of these Bibles right here, if not, James chapter 2. Now, as you're turning there, as you're getting there, here's a little background. James obviously is the writer of James. Is your mind blown or what, right? Okay. So James is the writer of the book of James, but James, you may not know this, James was the brother of of Jesus Christ. And the thing about it is, is that while Jesus was on earth, in his personal ministry, James was not a follower of Christ. He did not follow his brother. He was not a disciple of Jesus. But then, Jesus did exactly what he said he would do. He died on the cross, and he rose again three days Later, and then James started to believe. And he believed so much that it would influence the rest of his life. He would become a pastor of the church in Jerusalem, and he would write this book. And there's one central truth that I think James might want, to, want us to reflect on tonight, and here it is. He believed, right, that true, genuine faith requires action. He believed that true, genuine, biblical faith requires action. So in the Bible, in chapter 2, page 1217, let's read this together. In verse number 14, it says it like this. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such a faith save them? Suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith, 
by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. So what I want to do tonight is I want to talk about faith. But before we talk about being an example of faith, let's define what faith means. So in the Bible, in Hebrews chapter 11, this verse is going to come on the screen. And it says this, faith is confidence in what we hope for and certainty or assurance about what we do not see. Faith is confident assurance in what we don't see. But what is interesting right, about the English language is that sometimes the idea of biblical faith gets lost. For example, sometimes you might hear someone talking about their relationship with God, and you might hear them say, I decided to place my faith in Jesus Christ. Or you might hear them say, I decided to to place my belief in Jesus Christ. Or you might hear them say, I, for the first time, I decided to trust in Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And see, what happens is we use these words, students, interchangeably. But what's interesting in the English language is that all three of those words mean something different. So here's what I want to do. I want, to, I want you to see what I mean tonight. So if we have these three words, right? Don't worry, guys. We're not going to school. I just want you to see this. Okay? It's summertime. But if we have these three words, faith, belief, and trust, the reality is that in the English language, they have different meanings. They mean different things. They stand for different things. And so, for example, faith in the English language, right, is all about feelings, So if you're taking notes, you might want to write that down. This will be good for you to hear. Faith is a lot of times associated with feelings. It's associated with how we feel. It's almost like the absence, right, the absence of or the elimination of doubt. That's why when it comes to faith, a lot of times, how many of you guys have ever participated in the trust fall? Anybody ever done the trust fall or the faith test? See, it's the absence of all doubt. You have to put your faith in the person behind you that they're going to catch you. But you may not have seen this. There is an ultimate trust fall fail that you have to see. 13 seconds. Check this out. Isn't that classic? She was trusting in maybe gravity, and gravity let her down, right? Bummer for the little, the little girl. How many of you guys would have, would, have, would have done that, would have fallen for that? Really, guys? Really? Okay. Now, but all humor aside, see, in our understanding, listen up. In our understanding of faith, right, it's sometimes very feelings-driven. It's very feelings-driven. And that's true for me, and it's true for you. We see this all the time. People will say this. They'll say, man, I put my faith in Jesus, but I just, I don't really feel him right now. Or, I used to feel, feel the presence of God all the time in the worship service, but man, here lately, I just, I don't really feel like he is with me, or I don't really feel like he is there. See, we want to feel it. We want this feeling of emotion, right? And when we don't feel this feeling of emotion, what we think is that God's not there, that God's distant, that God is not concerned with my life, or he's not concerned with 
your life. And see, students, this is a partial understanding. Listen, it's a partial understanding of faith. It's incomplete because faith is so much more than feelings. But see, here's the, here's the thing. This one might be the hardest for us because we're feelings-driven. And oftentimes what we do is we relate our faith to our circumstances. So what we say is, well, man, if life is good and I'm living on top of the mountain and everything's going well, right, then God must be with me. God cares about me. God is, is my, my number one cheerleader. But then when life gets tough, when we go through a challenge, when we go through a trial, when we go through something we weren't expecting to go through, maybe it's a, a divorced fan, uh, parents, or maybe it's losing someone that you love, or maybe it's watching someone in your life really go through these health challenges. We start thinking, well, maybe God isn't with me. Maybe God isn't concerned. He must not be there. But see, students, I, I need you to hear this. This is an incomplete definition of biblical faith. See, because this is what the Bible teaches. God's character is that he is a faithful God. That he is with you in really good times, and he is with you in really not so good times. That he is with you in thick, and he is with you in thin. That he is with you every time, all the time. See, faith is more than feelings driven. And then we have this word called belief. And belief, right, belief is kind of more so like our intellect. Or maybe it's our mind. So we think of belief, right, we think of something that we believe to be true. Either I believe it to be true or I believe it to be false. That's why you hear people say this all the time. You hear them say, well, yeah, I believe in Bigfoot. Or I believe in UFOs, or I believe in creation, or I believe in evolution, or I believe in the Big Bang Theory, or I believe in the zombie apocalypse. And see, students, all this means is that in their mind, they either believe something to be true, or they believe something to be false. It might not change, this is key, it might not change how they live. It might not change how they act. It might not affect the way that they actually make decisions. See, and this is true even in faith, because I hear people say all the time, man, I believe, I believe in God. But the sad part is it doesn't really affect how those people, some of them, live. I mean, maybe that's the boat you're in right now. Maybe you would say, I believe in God, but it hasn't changed the types of decisions you make. It hasn't changed the, the types of people that you hang out with. And I'm not here to tell you that you shouldn't have people in your life that don't know Christ. You should. You should have people that are in your life that you're ministering to them and you're setting a good example, but the problem is that when we say we believe something, but it doesn't affect the way we live. See, this even affected the demons. If you read a little bit further in chapter 2, the Bible actually says, even the demons believe and they tremble. 
See, the demons knew God. But of course, it didn't change what they believed in to follow. They didn't follow God, obviously, right? So you can believe in something and not change the way you live. And finally, we look at this word called trust. And what trust is, is trust is action-based. It's action-based. Meaning that if you trust in someone or something, there's action behind it. For example, if you went up to your mom and you said, Hey, mom, can I go to the mall with all my friends? And she said, No. And you said, well, wait a second, Mom. I mean, don't you trust me to go to the mall with my friends and not do something dumb? Then Mom says, oh, yeah, I trust you. Okay, cool, Mom. So can I go to the mall with my friends? No. I mean, something is not right about that scenario, right? If she really trusted that you could go to the mall and not make dumb decisions, then maybe she would say, well, sure. You can go to the mall. See, when it comes to trust, there's action associated with trust. If you trust someone, then your actions back up your trust. If they don't, then you really probably don't fully trust in them. But see, here's what's really cool, students, and I want you to listen to this. In the original language of the New Testament, the original language, and we don't talk about this a ton, but the original language was in Greek. And in the original language of Greek, what that meant is that in this word, in the Bible that you hold in your hands or in your lap, right, in the Bible, every time you would see these words, every time you do see these words, faith or belief or trust, in the original language, right, they come from the same Greek word. They come from the same root word in Greek. In other words, the Bible does not use these terms interchangeably like we do in the English language. But faith, true biblical faith, listen up, it means and it requires our feelings, our intellect, and our actions. And see, Jesus spoke to this. You know what Jesus said? He said this. He said, you know what the greatest commandment the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart. In other words, all of your feelings. Then he said, and all of your mind. In other words, all of your intellect. And then he said, with all of your strength. In other words, with your actions. See, Jesus used that verse and he preached that sermon to say that faith is all of these things combined. It's loving the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your mind, and with all of your strength. See, we use them interchangeably, but Jesus would say they all point to biblical, true faith. And see, you can't have one without the other. See, you can't have, you can't have faith without believing in something. And you can't have trust without believing in something that is higher. Being able to trust in something. Being able to put your belief in something else. And here's the thing. Maybe you've come tonight and you struggle with all this. And that's okay. 
See, sometimes we think, especially in this feelings, that we can't ever doubt. Sometimes we lean into doubt because we don't feel God like maybe one time we did. Maybe we went to camp or we went to dig and we wonder, man, how can I feel God so clearly and plainly at those places? But then when I get to M12, it's just kind of hard to really experience God's love. It's more than just feeling. And see, all of us have a natural bent to one of these directions. Some of us, we lean really heavily into the feelings and the emotion of things. That's why a lot of us, man, we love the music, right? We just, we love to sing or we love to hear people sing or we love the goosebumps. Anybody get goosebumps sometimes when certain lyrics go on the screen or certain songs are being sung? This is because you are a feeling-driven type person or maybe some of you, man, you're all about the intellect. You love an intellectual conversation from Scripture. You love to dig into the truth, into the words of the Bible. And for some of you, it's all about action. Man, you love to serve. You love to go out and just serve people and just be Jesus to people and help them and love them. And see, all of that, none of nothing is wrong with that. That's how God has wired you. That's your natural bent, if you will. But all of them are true and biblical. Faith. And see, that's what James is saying here. He says, what good is it if someone claims to have faith but no deeds? If someone claims to have faith but their actions don't line up with their belief? He says it's like this. It's like someone who comes to you and they need food or they need clothing and you say, cool, man, go ahead and, and eat, eat and, 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 and get some clothes. But you don't do anything to help them. That is, students, that's like dead faith. But see, a live faith, biblical faith, genuine faith would suggest and would say that it requires action on our part. That it requires that we do something differently. I mean, what good is it to have a big old glass of iced tea with no sugar. It's nasty. What good would it be to have, you know, NBA 2K and no PS4 to play it with? It would be awful. What good would it be if the Warriors didn't have KD? They'd lose. That's what James is saying. Listen, guys, faith without action, faith without works is dead. And see, there's two extremes that some people would say. There's a tension in the church that I bet you've felt this before. I know I have felt this before. And some people would say, well, it's all about faith. And some people would say it's all about works. And see, if we're all about works and action without faith, that's kind of like legalism. For example, we put all of the emphasis on our own performance. We think, well, man, it's all about what I do. And if I don't do the right thing, then, man, my faith is small. And the, the truth is that the foundation of what we believe is not that it has anything to do with us, but it has everything to do with Jesus who went before you and died on the cross for your sin. But see, some people would say it's, it's faith without works. And that would be 
kind of like hypocrisy. It would, be, it would be you saying, you know what, God is so good, man. He, he loves me so much. He'll forgive me. It doesn't matter how I live. It doesn't matter what I do. It doesn't matter the decisions that I make. Man, it doesn't matter if I just kind of disrespect my parents all the time. And it doesn't matter if I, you know, disrespect my teachers. It doesn't matter if I'm doing things I shouldn't do, if I'm looking at things I shouldn't look at. It's all good because God loves me, right? And the truth is, that's how some of you... That's how some of you live. See, I know that to be true because that's, that's, that's my experience when I was your age and a little older. I would say I believed in God, but man, my actions just didn't line, it didn't line up. And see, Satan doesn't really care which one, which one it is. It doesn't matter for him if it's faith and no works, or if it's all works and no faith, what Satan doesn't want is he doesn't want someone who has biblical, genuine faith and action to line up with it. Because when that happens, then the kingdom of God advances. The kingdom of God increases. And see, Scripture teaches us that how we live our lives is evidence of where we stand with God. So I got two questions for you tonight as we wrap this up. Here's the first question. If we're talking about a true biblical genuine faith that's about feelings and heart, intellect and mind, action and strength, here's a question. Where are you serving? It's really simple. Where are you serving? Have you ever thought about the fact that God might want you to serve somewhere in the church. See, we have a statement around 12 Stone, and it's this. One kindness matters. One kindness matters. Now, some of you guys, you're already serving in the church. But I want to talk to you for a second about some opportunities that we have. Because here's the thing. People need your prayers, but they also need your presence. So here at M12, we have a few areas that you can serve. One, we have something called set up and tear down. Set up and tear down is something that we need help doing. And we want to see you in this room, middle school students, especially in the summer, man. You could get here a little earlier and help us set up. You could help us tear down before your parents get here to pick you up. Or we have, a, uh, we have a production team. Production team is responsible for putting everything on the screen, for helping the sound to sound good, right? For the game elements that need to be on the stage, that's our production team. We have a greeters team or a first-time guest team. Maybe you're real hospitable and you love to make people feel welcomed. We also have K-12, our children's ministry. So here's the challenge tonight. The challenge is this. And I know that all of you won't take this challenge, but I want to I wanna throw it out there, okay? So if you have a bulletin, you have a tear-off card on the bottom. If you have a bulletin, you have a tear-off card on the bottom. And here's the challenge. If you don't have a bulletin, then right after this service, as we dismiss, there's going to be some index cards in the back with some pins. But here's the challenge. What one of those teams would you possibly be willing to jump in and be a part of? This is what I want you to do. I want you to put your name, and I want you to put the name of the serving team beside your name. Maybe there's something on there that you're like, man, that would be perfect for me. I would love to do that. 
So the question is, how are you serving? Where are you serving? See, faith without action is dead. There's places in our ministry that you can serve. There's places where you can own ministry in the middle school ministry, and we want to see that happen. So again, the challenge, put your name and put the the area where you would like to serve, and here's what's going to happen. One of our team members is going to get in touch with you about that team. Here's the second question. Where are you sharing? We have another statement at 12 Stone, and here it is. One life matters. We believe that every person in this room, every life represented in this room, and the lives that are not represented in this room matter. Who are you sharing your faith with? Who are you sharing the story of Jesus with? See, because if we have a belief and a faith and a trust, it requires action. The action word is the alive peace. So where is it that you are sharing? And here's what I want to do as we wrap up tonight. I want everybody to just bow their heads and close their eyes. I want to ask a question. And here's the question tonight. Week number one of Faith Works, we talk about what is faith? What does it look like to have faith? What does faith mean? This confident assurance. And see, the reality, students, is some of you are feeling-driven, some of you are intellect-driven, and some of you are action-driven. But Scripture would tell you, Scripture would tell you that all of them matter. 